This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. There are some jazz standards that are so commonly called at jam sessions that you cannot get away with not knowing them. So today I'm going to go over 10 jazz standards from beginner to advanced coming up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, where we help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do jazz theory tutorials, jazz improv tutorials, and even jazz standard tutorials like in today's episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything. Now, one of the main reasons people are afraid to go to jazz jam sessions or even just play with a friend is just not knowing jazz standards. So my goal in today's video is to help you know 10 jazz standards that are really common common, no matter where you live, some point they're going to be called. So these are absolutely non-negotiable, have to know these tunes. So really pay attention here. We're going to go from beginner, so more easy to more advanced, a little bit more complicated of jazz standards in that order. And make sure you stick around to the very end because I'm going to share with you an important resource for learning jazz standards the right way so that you never forget them and you can feel very confident playing over these 10 jazz standards. So without further ado, let's do this. The first jazz standard is Autumn Leaves. Autumn Leaves is one of the first jazz standards I suggest people look into because it deals with two very important things. One, the 2-5-1 chord progression. You have major 2-5-1 chord progressions, and you also have minor 2-5-1 chord progressions, as well as another important concept that comes up time and time again in jazz standards, which is relative keys. You have the relative major key, or the parent major in the case of Autumn Leaves, as well as the relative minor key. Now, this is important because this is going to come up all the time in jazz standards, so understanding what relative keys are is really important. I call this jazz standard a gateway jazz standard that can really pay dividends if you learn this, help you with all kinds of other ones in the future. The second jazz standard is called So What by Miles Davis. So what is a great introduction to what we call modal jazz, modal tunes, meaning that we're basing most of our improvisation off of the modes of the major scale, and there's not necessarily one parent key center. Now in So What, there's only two chords, there's only D minor seven, and there's only E flat minor seven, and while that may seem easy at first, there's actually a challenge with trying to figure out how to make our solos interesting just playing over those two chords. Nevertheless, this is one tune that is fairly easy to play and a great one to introduce ourselves into modal jazz, which will come up in other standards as well. The third jazz standard is called Blue Bassa. Blue Bassa. 
one common genre within jazz that we play is bossa nova, Brazilian music, of course, but this is going to come up all the time, and blue bossa is what I would call kind of the most basic baseline introduction to bossa nova, as well as some important harmonic concepts like the minor 2-5-1 and the movement to the 4 chord, which is all based out of the minor blues. Now, the other interesting thing about this tune is that during the quote-unquote bridge, it goes to a different key center altogether that's non-diatonic, D-flat major, which is really interesting and kind of gives a little taste into how jazz doesn't always play within the parent key center diatonic realm. And while this tune isn't really called often in my circles, it is a really basic tune that everybody should have some basic understanding of. The fourth jazz standard is All of Me. where things start getting just a little bit more complicated. See, we start in C major, but then we go to this strange E7. Now, this E7 can be analyzed a bunch of different ways. I like to think of it as the two dominant seven in D minor because of some of the other chords like tonicizing the D minor right here with the A7, which is a really important concept within jazz called secondary dominance. So this introduction to secondary dominance and turning diatonic chords like the three chord into dominant seventh chords is something that's going to come up in jazz standards all the time. So all of me, one of these tunes where it's going to be called so often that if you don't know this one, you're going to be sitting out quite a bit. The fifth jazz standard is it could happen to you. takes everything up to the next level in the secondary dominant realm. We start in E flat major, which is the parent key center, and then we have a diatonic chord like F minor 7. However, it's being tonicized by taking a minor 2-5-1 and targeting that F minor 7. So this happens quite a bit. For example, we have a 2-5 of 3 here in bar 4 that doesn't resolve, but that is something else that happens as well, is non-resolutions to key centers that are actually trying to be tonicized. So a lot of interesting things there, as well as some modal modulation, like borrowing from the four minor key instead of the major key. So It Could Happen to You is one that will come up a lot. It's also a really infectious and fun song to improvise over. The sixth jazz standard is Just Friends. Just Friends is a really interesting song because it actually starts on the four chord, which kind of gives it this feeling like that's the key center. But then we go into a C minor as if we're borrowing from the parallel minor. It's a two five, C minor seven to F seven, but it actually resolves to the one chord in bar five, G major seven being the parent key center. Now it's also a really interesting introduction to what we call chromatic two fives or also we like to call them sidestep two fives. Basically, instead of just landing right on the two chord here, A minor seven, we're actually sidestepping it with a B flat minor seven to E flat seven, and then landing on the A minor seven. So this is something that also happens quite a bit in jazz, taking Just Friends up a little bit of level on the advanced scale. The seventh jazz standard is Days of Wine and Roses. Now, 
Now, Days of Wine and Roses and Just Friends, I would say, are kind of similar in difficulty level. But an interesting thing that happens here in bar two is this flat seven tritone sub of six, which is delayed. Kind of really strange movement, but it all kind of comes out of the minor blues. Kind of this flat seven here targeting the G minor seven in a very bluesy kind of way. Now, Days of Wine and Roses is one of those tunes that I would say is one of the more common of all jam session tunes. So you really want to know this one and make sure you know it in several different keys because sometimes it's actually called in other keys as well. The eighth jazz standard is On Green Dolphin Street. Dolphin Street is a little bit more complicated to solo over because you have these two chords where you have the one major seventh chord following the C minor seven, so a trip to the parallel minor, hanging out for just two bars each. So it's kind of interesting to try to find ideas over stagnant chords like that. And then you have this interesting thing where you have a D7 and a D flat major seven and a C major seven as a turnaround. So that D flat major seven, which is the flat two major seven, is actually something that you will see come up in jazz standards as well. Sometimes it's actually even fun to end a tune on the flat two major seven, which is kind of a cool, interesting tip. Uh, now, this is also a tune that changes the key center. So during the bridge, we actually go to E flat major, which is particularly nice. And then there's some really interesting kind of turnarounds getting out at the end of the tune with the B minor seven flat five, E seven, A minor seven, and a walk down in the bass to the F sharp minor seven flat five and the B seven flat nine. So just all in, in general, really interesting tune, a little bit more difficult, but also really commonly called. The ninth jazz standard is all the things you are. is one of my personal favorite jam session tunes ever because it's really fun to improvise over but what makes it such a challenging tune is actually because there are five different key centers that we're working through so the first key center is a flat major the second key center is c major the third key center is e flat major the fourth one is G major, and finally the fifth one is E major. So there's a lot of key centers going on here. So understanding harmonically how this tune works is actually incredibly useful. So be sure to really dive deep into this tune when you learn it and understand the chords and how they work. Now, before we go over the last jazz standard, I would love to hear from you in the show notes or the comments below. What jazz standards do you think are the most common jazz standards to learn that you should know, that everyone should know, that you cannot absolutely go without? So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are in other jazz standards that you would add to my list of 10. Now, last but not least is our most difficult jazz standard on my list, and that is Stella by Starlight. <laughs> Now, the funny 
funny thing about Stellabar Starlight is even though it is totally not a beginner jazz standard at all, I would actually highly recommend beginners do learn it strictly from the standpoint that it is a, such an important one that everybody calls and wants to play. So you have to know Stellabar Starlight. Now it is challenging, but even though it can be frustrating to learn if you're more on the beginner side, uh, it is one of those tunes that if you get challenged, you will grow quite a bit from it. Now there's so much I could say about Stellabar Starlight, the chord changes, the functionality, all the different harmonic analysis of it, but we'll skip that because that would take an entire other uh, episode video to really go through all that. So we'll skip it for now, but know that this is an important one to learn and to really dive deep into. So that's all for today's quick win episode of the podcast. Hope you found this really helpful. I would encourage you to really buckle down. Make sure you know these 10 tunes if you don't know them already. And by the way, you really need to learn jazz standards and make sure that you're learning them the right way and help speed up the process. So I do want you to check out my free guide if you've never gotten that before. You can get that at learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Also leave a note uh, for that, a link to that in the show notes today. So be sure to check that out, learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Okay, until next time, we'll see you in the next episode of the Learn Jazz Hairs podcast. Happy practicing. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.